I went to visit my boss and she was saying, Hey, remember when, you know, you, your last week here and you were just really nervous about breaking away from, you know, your job and going into private practice. And I told you, you could always have this job if you wanted it. And I said, yeah, I remember that. Now we have 37 employees between two businesses. We see over 1600 patients per month and I don't need that job anymore. And it felt really good to say that because I think sometimes she would hint at me and say, you know, you can always come back. And, you know, I'm like, nope, I'll never come back here again. Not that it wasn't a bad facility or anything. It's just, you know, when you make your mind up to do what you got to do, you just do it. Solid, Solid. sustaining, and successful. successful. You're listening to the Speech Therapy Private Practice Startup Podcast with your host, Kyle Meads, speech and language pathologist. Listen, learn, and prosper as we share our experience and knowledge so that you can improve your business and your life one podcast at a time. Well, hello, everyone. You're listening to the Speech Therapy Private Practice Startup Podcast. This is episode number 23. My name is Kyle Meads, and I'm a speech pathologist since 1993. And these podcasts are designed to help you improve your business and your life one podcast at a time. Well, welcome back to the show, everyone. Today is Sunday, February the 12th, 2017. And as of today, we have over 10,289 listeners to the show. And I'm really blessed to have you guys on board. I'm very grateful for all the questions and comments I get. And I am just so happy to know that you guys are out there getting valuable information. And you've heard me say it before, and I'll say it again. Value is what you get in the absence of money. And these podcasts are free for you guys. So if you wouldn't mind, please do your part and go to iTunes and leave some good five-star feedback so others like yourself can find the podcast easier. Again, I would really appreciate if you just go to iTunes, take some time and leave five-star feedback for me. And that way that'll allow other people to find the podcast easier and get the same valuable information that you're getting. Also, I wanted to take this opportunity and let you know I still have one opportunity available for the perfect student. Now, the perfect student is where you will pay a monthly subscription fee and you'll have direct access to me for a minimum of six months. And that's where you can come in and fly in and visit me at the clinic and spend at least four or five days hand in hand. And we'll go through all of the nuts and bolts of either outpatient clinic or a home health agency or both. And I'll show you how we obtain our referrals, how we schedule the referrals, how the workflow in the clinic runs, how we do our billing, how we do our collections and our AR. I'll show you how to set up your phone systems, your fax systems, uh, how to increase or improve your referral base, how to bring on new employees, how to get all that paperwork done, all the forms, all the systems that we have in place in our outpatient clinic and our home health agency. I'll show you how to do that. Now, again, you can come in and work with me hand in hand four or five days, but what you also get in The Perfect Student is direct access to me via the online community or via telephone, or we can have a go-to meeting. You'll have a weekly call with me, and also 
you're just going to learn so much. If you want to just really supercharge your learning curve, I challenge you to go ahead and contact me, Kyle at privateslp.com. Put the perfect student in the subject line there and send that email to me. Let me know where you are in your private practice journey. Are you just starting out? Do you have employees? About how many patients do you see per month? Give me all that detailed information so I can help you better. Because again, I want this to be a good fit as all relationship requires. It's got to be a good fit because if it's not, I really don't want to take your money or waste your time. I am looking for people who are just really ready to supercharge their learning experience and just learn how to do this. Again, I'm going to show you everything that I know about private practice startup and growth and scaling. I'm going to show you everything. You're not going to learn this in a book or an ebook or online. This is something that's one-on-one. You're going to have direct access to me and I'll help you grow that business that you really want. So if you're interested, reach out to me, Kyle at privateslp.com and in the subject line, put the perfect student. Now I was talking to one of my ex-bosses the other day, I stopped by the clinic where I used to work. It was a long-term care facility. It was actually my last job. And today I was cleaning out my home office and I was going through some old paperwork and, you know, bringing a lot of stuff to the shredder. And I was just kind of going through my old pay stubs. And it's like, wow, I can't believe how much I have changed, you know, financially and just, you know, all the independence and all the freedom that I've had in the past eight or nine years after running this speech therapy private practice, it's just amazing how much freedom I have now. Again, not just financial freedom, but freedom of time, freedom to go pick up my son from school or volunteer at his school and just really be a part of his life as well. To me, that's worth more than money, being there for my child and having that relationship with him. So I was just thinking about that and I went to visit my boss and she was saying, Hey, remember when, you know, you, your last week here and you were just really nervous about breaking away from, you know, your job and going into private practice. And I told you, you could always have this job if you wanted. And I said, yeah, I remember that. Now we have 37 employees between two businesses. We see over 1600 patients per month and I don't need that job anymore. And it felt really good to say that because I think sometimes she would hint at me and say, you know, you can always come back. And, you know, I'm like, nope, I'll never come back here again. Not that it wasn't a bad facility or anything. It's just, you know, when you make your mind up to do what you got to do, you just do it. And I did it. And I'm happy to say that and it's not all easy. Again, I've said it before in other podcasts, if this were easy, everybody and their mom would be doing it. But this is hard work and it takes dedication. But it was really nice to go back and talk to my old boss and see where I used to work. And it's just, it was kind of interesting. And that feeling of gratitude came over me as I was walking down the hall past the Trake and Vent unit. And I just remember going to those rooms and working with all those families on those trachs and vents and helping them, you know, regain their swallowing and regain their communication or cognitive ability. I mean, it was a great job, but it was tough. Not like, you know, speech therapy, private practice is like super easy, but you know, I'm just glad it's on my terms now. So I am really grateful for that. Now I got an email recently about 
employees. So I'm going to take this time to go over the aspect of hiring your first employee. So there are some things that you have to do in terms of law when you have a new employee. So when you're bringing on a new employee, you need to do these things. So first of all, you need to make sure you have a copy of that new employee's driver's license or a copy of their passport. So you can log in. Here's the first thing. Log into I-9 Central. I-9 Central is on the web. You can just search it under E-Verify, and that's going to let you know if the person you're hiring is actually indeed able to work in the United States because you have to have that copy of that report in that employee file. The next thing you want to do is you want to make sure you have their federal tax information so you can indeed withhold the taxes from their paycheck. So you want to give that employee, there's the second thing, a W-4. Now, if you want to know where to get that, I'll put this in the show notes as well. You want to get a copy of the W-4, have the employee fill that out so you know what to put in your payroll system uh, in order to withhold taxes. The third thing you want to do is on the state side of that, what's called an A-4. That's where you want to withhold the state taxes from that employee paycheck. Some other things that you want to think about, again, I've mentioned it in the past on other podcasts, but payroll service. I use Intuit Payroll. I have a Costco membership, so I get a discount, and it's really affordable, and it allows you to have multiple pay types and you know track sick leave and vacation and benefits and deductions, all that stuff. So again, think about payroll systems so you can track all this stuff. And again, if you have questions about whether to make someone a 1099, which is where you don't hold that tax out, or a W-2 employee where you do withhold that employee tax, you want to talk to your CPA or your attorney and make sure you get that solid advice so you can move forward when you do hire because it's a system, folks. And when you get the system down, it's pretty easy. You just duplicate it. Another thing you want to have for your first or any employee is to have a copy of their CV or their resume. You've got to have that in the chart. Another thing you want is at least three letters of recommendation or reference letters so you can get some information on past employment history. Another thing you want to really look into, let's say you have a contract in your state to service certain clients or certain populations. That contract may require you to have what's called a criminal history self-disclosure affidavit. You might want to look into that. That's where the employee uh, goes down through a list of disqualifying events and either they check yes or no. And if they check no, they are disqualified from being employed to service that contract. So again, this might be contract specific for you all. It might not apply. So uh, you might want to look into that, but read contracts that you have with insurance company or third party payers or other contracts with states that you operate in and service those contracts. They have their own requirements. And I guarantee you, every year with the state of Arizona, uh, we have a contract uh, with the Division of Developmental Disabilities and we always get audited annually and they want the things that I'm talking about right now. They want copies of that so they can see the employees are up to date on all these things. So that's why I'm sharing it with you so you can kind of be a step ahead so you can be ready when you get audited. You know, you'll have that paperwork for your employees ready. Another thing you want to make sure is you have a copy of that employee CPR card or their first aid card. 
card, another thing, you might need a TB test, something like that is required in the file, maybe not. Another thing, here in Arizona, we have what's called a fingerprint clearance card, and that's where you go down to the local police station, they fingerprint you, then you fill out a piece of paper, you send it to the state, and you get a card back. They run it through their computer system, and you get a fingerprint card that's valid for, you know, three to four years. That needs to be up to date. Also, like in the state of Arizona, we have what's called an Article 9 Review Certificate. It's good for three years. That's where you take a test on the phone or in person and you go through a class about, you know, restraints and things like that, how to not treat consumers, basically. Another thing you want to have is a copy of that new employee's Medicaid billing number, their provider number. Also, you want a copy of their NPI number so you can bill. Let's say you're billing Blue Cross or Blue Shield of Arizona or any other state for that matter. You're going to have to use that NPI to bill that person out. You're going to need let's see, maybe some sort of rules of conduct, um, like a signature page at the end. Let's say if you're just starting out, you want to make sure that you have clear, defined rules for your employees, like work hours and, uh, you know, appropriate dress for work or, you know, disciplinary action, just things like that. You want to have a simple job description and a conduct page or something to set some boundaries and some framework for your employees. Now, I do have a place on privateslp.com where it is a closed forum for people to have access to all these forms. I have tons of forms on there. I have some trainings on there. If that's something you'd be interested in being a member of my online community, shoot me an email, kyle at privateslp.com and express that interest to me and we can talk about letting you in to that private membership where you can have direct access to me on a daily basis for any questions that you have. And I get sometimes that people can't come to Tucson and be the quote, perfect student, end quote, and just give up a week of their current job situation. So this might be another angle for you. So if you want to maybe learn from me, but just don't have the time to come down to Tucson, the online membership is affordable. It's actually more affordable than being a perfect student, but you have direct access to me online in the community. And we also have monthly masterminds. And if there's something that's not on there, let's say if you're asking questions about a particular topic in private practice, I will make that training for you. So if that's something you're interested in, shoot me an email, Kyle at privateslp.com. And again, all these things I've talked about as far as a new hire packet, it's all in there too. And the servers are lightning fast. We host this thing on the AWS, which is amazon.com. Even if you log into another part of the United States, you're going to get linked up with that area. So if you're on the West Coast, you're going to be linked up to the West Coast servers. So you won't have any problems with the video quality or video video delivery. Even I've checked it out when I went to Australia last year for a conference, I logged into the membership community and it was lightning fast because we got redirected to the Asia servers over that way over in in Australia. So it was really nice. And I kind of checked it when I go around the world. So that is something that if it does interest you, send me an email and we can talk about getting you access to that closed 
private membership community. So that's it for new hires. That's some really solid information, things you need to know when bringing on a new employee. Also, too, you want to save your money because you may not see the payments from these new employees. Let's say if you have this new person seeing some speech kiddos for you, you may not see that money for another 30 or 60 or 90 days from the time of service. So another reason you want to save and be frugal with your money and not go, you know, spend and buy all these things that you really don't have to have in your clinic right now, but you want to save because again, you're going to be kind of like fronting that money, that uh, paycheck for that new employee. And you may not see the rewards from that employee for another 60 or 90 days. So just keep that in mind too. You've got to save your money in order to pay that employee. And again, you may not see that money from that new employee, from the work that they're doing, from the kiddos that they're seeing for, you know, sometimes even a half a year. I've seen it because again, insurances love to delay. They love to play games and they hold payment. And sometimes you have to write the attorney general's office and file grievances. I mean, that's my job now. I really don't see too many people in the clinic. I have a few clients that I work with one-on-one, but most of my time is now spent filing grievances, going up to Phoenix, meeting with the attorney general's office, you know, shaking the tree so I can get paid. And again, when you bring in on employees, you're not going to see that money the next day. So keep that in mind when you grow. You don't want to bring on too, too many people. You got to be able to support the people you bring on. So just keep that in mind. You've got to have a little bit of cash, a little bit of buffer there too. So that's something else to keep in mind. As always, if you have any questions at all of anything that I'm talking about in any of these podcasts, please reach out to me, Kyle at privateslp.com. And as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Speech Therapy Private Practice Startup Podcast. For more information on Speech Therapy Private Practice Startup or to stay connected with Kyle, please visit privateslp.com.